gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lions Network. Hey friends, welcome to episode 26 of the Boldly Going Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Sowell. I am here to facilitate the conversations with some uh, creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe on planet Earth. And this episode is no different. We've got the brilliant, creative Brother Cephas on this episode. If you don't know who Brother Cephas is, they're a great brother, uh, two-brother duo, or brother, that's repetitive, uh, brother duo uh, band um, of Seth Davis and Gabe Davis. Uh, really great guys, really, really smart guys, really creative. We had an incredible conversation on this episode. Uh, the title of this episode is Experiencing Something Worth Talking About. And that's something that Gabe said in the uh, in the conversation. And kind of their approach to how they write music, why they write music, what they write, um, is kind of, uh, kind of born out of that, of their experiences and the best... Uh, the best songs really really the best writing the best art all of those things uh, really born out of uh, experiences of life and experiencing things worth talking about man what a brilliant statement and I think that's something we should all strive to do to experience things worth talking about and talking about the things that we experience so that's what this episode is about really fun uh, incredible conversation with them you should check them out they've got a new uh, EP coming out soon. Uh, go, so go look them up on iTunes. They've got uh, their past EPs and uh, songs are up there. Uh, you can find a pretty much any music medium digitally. Uh, look up Brother Cephas, the word brother, and then Cephas, C-E-P-H-U-S. We talk a little bit, a little bit about where that name came from, uh, and uh, there's a character involved in it. And so make sure you stick around to the very end of the episode uh, because the character that Brother Cephas came from has a little message for you at the at the end as well. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thank you for uh, keeping keeping up with uh, this podcast and listening to these conversations. I'm learning so much from uh, these people that I get to have conversations with, and I hope you are too. That's the goal, uh, to inspire you, to help you create, uh, to help you find some brilliance and bring out your own unique brilliance into the world. Uh, so that's what we want to do. Uh, also, uh, just to remind you, this episode is, or this episode, this podcast is a part of the uh, State Lines Podcast Network, a great podcast network, a beautiful online community of creators. If you go to state-lines.com, you'll find more podcasts there, articles, uh, great things there, just a lot of creativity and brilliance there, uh, things that are fun and inspiring and all of that. You should go check them out, listen to those, read those articles, <clears throat> just uh, follow them on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can follow Brother Cephas on all of the uh, social medias at Brother Cephas. And uh, I always like to encourage you to be involved in your community, give back in some way, get involved in an organization in your community, something you're passionate about. I always like to encourage you to be a part of the organization that I run called Current Initiatives. You can find us online at Engage Current. Uh, check us out there. You can get involved in any of our uh, initiatives that we do. And if that's not your cup of tea, that's okay. Go uh, find something in your community where you live that you're passionate about, that you can get involved with, that you can get hands-on with, and uh, do something to give back to your community 
uh, because, man, it will completely change the perspective of your life uh, for the good. So please go, go do that. Check that out. Check out Brother Cephas. Check out State Lines. And uh, strap in. Get ready for this episode with the fun, amazing Brother Cephas. Talk about your podcasting career. That's Bushley. Yeah. <laughs> We're here to talk about Brother Cephas. Um, so, yeah, right here, in, right here in my house, I got Gabe and Seth Davis, the brother, the duo brothers. Uh, we are here, Brother Cephas. Um, so, speaking of names, thanks. First of all, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. I mean, it's only been like what four months that I've been trying <laughs> no, to get you guys. Four months. So damn persistent. <laughs> <laughs> You're so big time. Oh, I can't even. I can't even get you two you in the same room. It's the opposite. We're so small time. It's like, man, what are we going to talk about for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. I know. Just. I mean, I, just from Seth. I know there's plenty of rants that Seth yeah, can get on for an hour. I'm, I'm definitely always ready for a rant, so. depending on the mood. <laughs> so, uh, but speaking of speaking of band names, yeah. uh, Johnny Swim. Uh, Brother Cephas, the band name. I'm going to ask you the same question I would ask Abner. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Obviously, you're brothers, but mm-hmm. yeah. explain the, the name, where it came from, all that. It was really just a joke, man. I used to have this character that we would do on tour, and it was, his name was Brother Cephas, and he was this <clears throat> southern guy, and I would make jokes. Shrey Gals, <laughs> named Cephas Clad Odell. You can call me Brother Cephas or Brother Odell. I'll kiss you on the lips and do just about anything for three dollars. <laughs> so when oh, when we booked our first show with some friends, we didn't have a band name, and we were just playing a couple acoustic songs, and we couldn't come up with a name, so our friend just put that on the flyer and it stuck. But we get a lot of speculation. Like people think someone the other day was like, "Yeah, I thought it was like." That was like a religious. Term. Yeah, because of like what is Cephas? Is it Peter, oh. the Rock in the Bible? So it's like yeah. renamed to Cephas right. or Cephas or son, spelled differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people think it's Brother Rock. Like yeah. we thought that hard about oh, it. <laughs> or, or obviously, like being from Ebor, like the Cephas is—is uh, is it Jamaican food? Yeah, Cephas is hot oh, shop. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay, I never thought about that one. Yeah. So what you're telling me is you're so uh, you're so religious inbred that it's so born into you. Yeah. You named your band that <laughs> either that or a Greek band, <laughs> a Greek religious name. You didn't realize either that or we just. Are Jamaican and we eat a lot of jerk chicken and we stole it from that brother Cephas. Yeah. Uh, he spells it different. Clearly, though, that it's clearly your character though is is growing up in church. That's totally based on that's that's like classic deacon elder in the in yeah, the conservative church. I mean, we were yeah, brother. brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother, brother Cephas. Hey, guys. Like brother. <laughs> Brother Cephas, so you lead really nice. us a prayer tonight for we'll Oh, like yes, I would love to lead us some worship today, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just $3. That's all I need. $3. Shouldn't that $3 go on the plate, though? <laughs> well, the man's got to earn his living. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> At that point, you have to quote a Bible verse about taking care of God's man. My dad's favorite is Jesus done paid it all. So that's always his, his uh, combat to that. That's funny. I love it. All right, so Brother Cephas, it just started out as a joke, and then it stuck. Stuck, literally. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's so funny, because it was literally like, there wasn't even a second thought. Like, after he put that name on the flyer, just like, oh, yeah, like... Yeah, it sounds good. I guess it's yeah. good, you know, like... I think Keith from Microgroup booked that show, and I think he was like, oh, that's a pretty cool band name. And we're like, it. Hey, it is cool, cool band name. <laughs> Let's keep it. <laughs> that's like one of those you just agree with it. Like you didn't yeah. even think yeah. about it. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah that's that's why it's our band name. <laughs> Which is great because it's like it probably would have ended up something a lot worse. Yeah. Like I feel like you like this is something like you gotta commit to, and then like who knows what you first you know what I mean like mm-hmm. some great bands with some awful names. Yeah. What are some. So speaking of that, what are some of the worst band names you've seen? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. If, maybe you shouldn't record what those are. Yeah. They might make some. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, because I can think of like eighty, but yeah. <laughs> we could do some of the best what, band names. Uh, what about ones you don't care about anymore? Like, you know, and and uh, maybe ones that are that have gone away that aren't bands anymore. I don't know. Like that we that we wouldn't get in like yeah the two <laughs> just just one just one that you won't get in trouble for all right if it's gonna be one it's gotta be a good one dude um, I always liked and disliked the bare naked ladies like that's a pretty Ooh. bad band name but it's also like it's bold enough to stick bare naked ladies yeah there's this band I really do like um, but here we go magic I always thought that was like a pretty weird name. Here we go, magic. Here we yeah. go, magic. It just—I feel like if you saw that on like iTunes or something, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, I'm gonna check out that band," because they're like, <laughs> they're just like a badass like indie rock band. But okay. like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be like it some not, anime, it like electronic band yeah. or something. I don't know. Or it could be like a title track from a Disney musical. Here we Here go, magic. magic. Yeah. I always thought. Um, I listened to these guys in the '90s, but I always thought it was a weird name. Was Toad the Wet Sprocket? <laughs> never heard that band. Name. That's an awful name. Toad the Wet Sprocket. I've never heard that band name. No. Oh man, it's yeah. It's uh, they were they had a hit in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm gonna look them up real quick and I'm gonna show you their. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can. Toad the Wet Sprocket. You might. I feel like. I feel like you've had to have heard. You've, you've had to have heard one of their songs. Maybe. This should be like the intro song. Do you it's have it? <laughs> I do. So, yeah, I actually do have a... That's probably not as good as a... Let me see. Let me find another one that you might... Um, well, you have something that starts it off, and then a different song, yeah. with, like scatting. So right, it's like right. So, <laughs> you guys know, uh, you guys know Justin Velarde. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually so the. Oh wait, no, I know James. Oh, you know yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jay. Sorry, Jay. Um, so Justin, his brother, is a has a band called Paint the Town Red, mm-hmm. uh, and a few years ago, he, I think when he first, I think got started when he first met. Danielle, my fiance, uh, he said, I, he didn't realize, he didn't know that we were together. And he mm-hmm. said, I think he said, I think his question was, so how do you, 
how do you know Jason or how well do you know Jason something like that and um, in the way Justin's mind works suddenly that was a song lyric because my last name so well <laughs> how well do you know Jason Jason I know him so well <laughs> and he just repeated that and so he said so he made this joke out of it and he's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a song about that yeah. I'm like you should <laughs> so out of the blue one day he sends me he texts me this audio file of this song in his studio <laughs> he, so it's all like kazoo and him like mouth yeah like mouthing instruments and stuff and he has he wrote this whole and song did you, called did you, do you think he knew like you were gonna put it on the podcast or you were just like oh, no okay. at the time no I had no because yeah. this was a few years ago but when I started the podcast I went oh, oh I'm yeah. definitely using the opening so that that little part is like the opening his opening thing to that uh, Jason how well do you know Jason uh, so uh, yeah, and so I knew him. So I had him on the podcast and had him talk about it. And then at the end of the podcast episode, I played the full, the full song. and added it to the podcast so you could hear nice. the whole thing. Yeah. So the beginning of the episode starts with State Lines, which is our podcast network. That's like their intro. Mm-hmm. And then I do an intro, and then the bumper is like a, a theme song, if you will. Yeah. So I always feel like. It'd be sick to have a podcast just to like get to do like weird intros and outros. Like I think I always like look forward to like <laughs> like what like whatever the pod like Mark Marin's always like mm-hmm. weird cat stuff mm-hmm. and like playing like kind of like bad guitar and like it changes every time. I was he like, plays pretty good guitar. No, he's, he plays good guitar. I guess in the in the like original like a couple years ago it was pretty bad. Yeah. Listen, I'll let you. If you want for for every episode, just every episode. I'll let you just do some do some random <laughs> intro, weird stuff to yell and play. <laughs> it doesn't even have to make sense. Yeah, just... yeah, I'll throw out a few. This actually what you should do is just when you think of it, just just record something, just, just do something, and just send it to me. Okay, I'll just I'm gonna do that. I'll just it's kind of like radio same. stations that have bands do the. You're listening, yes. you know, this is mm. Brother Cephas, and you're listening to WDA, whatever. Yeah. But this one could be Seth going, wow. <laughs> yeah, you get real, real good with it. Uh, actually, before you leave, I think you should do a, you guys should, you should do that. And also, this is Brother Cephas, and you're listening to the Boldly Going Podcast <laughs> on the State Lines Network. And I'm just gonna, down. I'm just gonna start putting that out there. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah. every time. <laughs> uh, cool. So um, I guess talk a little bit about. Um, I mean, we can talk about whatever you want. There's no real agenda to the conversation. Cool. Um, what uh, I guess talk about your music, your songs, what you're writing, what you what you're yeah. you started. We, well, so we're really stoked right now because we just recorded um, six songs. We went up to Nashville. Um, this good dude, Mark. Um, what's Mark's last name? Pon- Pontius. Pontius. Think, yeah, yeah uh, he plays drums for uh, Foster the People. He's got like this studio on his like home property. Ooh, I wonder um, if it's the same guy that. I wonder if he knows Brent Kaysen. Maybe. Because I met before. Or no, it's not. That's not who I'm thinking of. It's not Foster yeah. the People. Never mind. It's different. Yeah, band. they did that like pumped mm-hmm. up kick song. Yeah, yeah, different band I'm thinking of. Yeah, but they, um, yeah, just he just had this like really like beautiful like studio at like the bottom of the hill in his home, like just like a really rad experience. But we'd kind of been like demoitis for like the last year. Mm-hmm. Like we released Noise maybe how long ago? 
Had to be like March of last year. <clears throat> yeah, so I guess for even people who are listening that we've we've done like <clears throat> excuse me, um three collections. Um kind of collections of songs like EPs or whatever, however you wanna say it. Um and then since Noise, our third collection that we released, uh, we've just kind of been like pounding out demos, like just trying to figure out, you know, yeah. where we want to go and, you know, where, like how we were going to record. And um, I think part of it's too, like when we originally started, it was really just we both had songs we had written separately and we were home, like not touring with anyone else, wanted to be home. So we just kind of brought the songs we had already had and then worked on each other's stuff and then kind of like got a band take on it and worked out of that back catalog for a while. And then last year it seemed like Brother Cephas really took on its own shape, mm-hmm. you know, like its own mm-hmm. sound. It kind of, we started writing more together really like earlier on in the songwriting process, coming with the band, shaping it. Um, so I think last year was a lot of just figuring out. We did like a couple, you know, full weekend demo and recording sessions. And then we have a home set up. So we constantly bouncing stuff, ideas back and forth. And then uh, really wanted to make sure we kind of got the best version of the songs we could. So we lucked out. Our friend Josh Lovell produced six songs, took us hooked us up with that studio up in Nashville. Got to spend four days, saw some snow, recorded baby some new snow. music. Nice. Yeah, baby snow. Baby snow? Baby oh, snow. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of funny because we, like, we were like in the middle of um, a take on a song and uh, there's like one window like behind the drums and we were like recording live. So me, Gabe, JJ, and Logan. And uh, JJ like looks over, he's like, He's like, it's snowing, like it's snowing, guys. And like, like <laughs> he's like, I want to go play in the snow. And like, Josh, the producer, he was like, you know, he lives in Nashville, he sees it, and he's just like, he's like, get this take, and you can play in the snow. <laughs> it was like so it was like, we're just like, JJ's like giddy, like staring out of the window, like trying to get this take so we could go like. JJ laid down his best track ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a new, it's a new single. <laughs> Just really put some love into it. That's so funny. Um, no, that's, and so that's actually one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast. But obviously, it's all the title of being boldly going. It's all about people, uh, you know, inspirational, brilliant, creative people. At least that I feel like mm-hmm. that are doing things that they love. And regardless of whether they're successful at it or not, you know, whether it becomes some kind of career, whatever that definition of success is, they're doing something they love. And what I love about you guys with this band, you both were in different bands, and you just, um, it feels like to me, I could be wrong, but it feels like to me, you didn't really have an intention of, hey, let's, the two of us join up and start a band. It just, you just kind of did it because you love music and you yeah. love to play and so you had an avenue to do that and it turned into a band definitely yeah. I think like that's the most like this, like every day like going to the studio was so cool like me and Gabe more and more talk about it like um, as of late but you know Gabe was touring in another band I was touring in another band and like especially towards the end of those bands it was like we would just talk about like man I just want to like I want to play music with you you know what I mean mm-hmm. like we hadn't gotten to play music yeah together since I don't know we were like 16 17 and um 
like that was the main thing like Gabe was like switching from like bass to playing a lot more guitar and writing songs and like you know I think we both were ready to do some like creatively just together you know like yeah. that like Gabe said like when we started it was just like man we just want to put out songs together like I think we were just stoked to like like play home shows like for a long time yeah. like for Brother Cephas yeah. it was like really for like through the first three collections like we we were kind of not into the idea of like traveling and getting out you know like that's fun but it was more like we want to release songs like just play songs together and like get to be creative in that and like the I don't know I think the like healthy I always like to say like healthy competition because it's not a competition me and Gabe live together but like you know, I'll come home from work and Gabe's like, hey, check out the song. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, that's good. You know, I'm like, I want to write. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's slowly got, like, that That part of it is my favorite part. Like, that's just Ooh. slowly grown. And, like, when I say the demoitis thing, like, this last year especially, it's just been, like, song after song. And, like, you know, it is getting more to the point where it's like, okay, we want to be, like, a little more serious about this. And, like, you know, but, I mean... The coolest part is getting to write music with like your brother, you know, and then like JJ and Logan have really just like ripped it too. But I mean, from the beginning, that was like the only goal. Yeah, literally the only goal. You know, it's kind of yeah. And then really, just this last year, having someone come in, you know, on like a management side, who's like, oh yeah, I actually like what you guys are doing enough to invest time. Because I think you can do this more viably, you know. Mm -hmm. Has been cool in the sense of just, you know, it took us how many months to set this podcast up. And just those things where, like, our minds aren't the best at, you know, the administration, the, like, Mm -hmm. making sure stuff looks good and presentable. Because that's always been the afterthought. It's like music first. We go in. We record, but having someone to really like, you know, take some confidence and some interest in on that level, I think has encouraged us to maybe be even more creative, you know, like a little, just the confidence to be a little more full in with what we're doing and take it a bit, bit more seriously, but it's exciting to like starting to just do more, you know, and I think probably the the last year or so, I know me personally and probably Seth too was just like, it's been cool playing home shows and I would play them all the time but really I just want to do whatever it takes to play more shows yeah. with my best friends yeah. you know and yeah. how can we feasibly figure out how to fund this next project and not have to pay the five grand ourselves you know right. like yeah. how can we you know so just those looking at it in those baby steps of like alright so what do we want to do we want to play more we yeah. want to be able to write and record more so like Let's do it. Let's figure it out. And that's been cool, you know. And then after a year of not releasing anything, like, feeling really excited about being able to do that again. Going to a new space, first time recording in a, you know, a studio outside of the home studios with JJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just exciting. Yeah. Um, Which I love. It seems backwards than most... I feel like music industry typically you're starting most bands are like how soon can we go on tour yeah that's the thing and they they think through all the you know maybe there's nothing wrong with this but they think through all the like the band name like you said the band name is first and then what's our logo going to look like and they get all the things that look right yeah and then music sometimes seems like an afterthought Mm -hmm. to that 
Um, I think it's like cool. I don't know. For so many people, it's like it's cool to be in a band. <clears throat> Just like it's cool to be like a, a football player. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, or whatever that is. Like you, you know. I mean. <clears throat> You know, most people who play music want to be able to say that. You know what I mean, and have yeah. something to represent, like who you are. And I think, like, probably if we hadn't gotten to do, you know, thanks to like older brothers and like past, you know, you know, me and Gabe had a lot of older dudes that took us out and did all that, you know, and like a lot of people that would book tours or would book video or photo stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it kind of naturally was like none of us did that in past bands so it's kind of like I don't know yeah it was just music and yeah. like I guess that is opposite in a lot of like instances now yeah you know well and I feel like you could see it I'm sure you guys have played with bands or been around bands that like oh definitely clearly yeah you're not in it you're not here because you necessarily love music that, mm-hmm. yeah you know you're here because you want to be famous or I want to be famous. So the lifestyle seems cool. I think that's for us the difference is like having been in somewhat successful bands, you know, getting to tour at least to where you're not starving all the time, you mm-hmm. know, getting to see countries in like all 50 states was awesome, but you know, the thing we loved to do was only 40 minutes of each day, you know? Yeah. So I think it was like the wear of it all. And I think, too, in previous bands, we weren't... It wasn't our thing, you know? This is the first yeah, band either of us has ever written everything and even fronted a band, you know? So having that, like, actually getting the opportunity to say what you want to say or express or, like, let out frustration mm-hmm. makes a big difference, you know? So the things, like, when we started, it was pretty adamantly, like we're not going to tour almost you know it was like we're not going to focus on building this we're just going to yeah and like just release music consistently yeah yeah you know <clears throat> which like we're trying to get back to to you know like mm-hmm. if we can every few months i don't know there's just so much good music coming out right now you yeah. know like i look around like certain people will be like <clears throat> and yeah like no one's just like putting out that good a record I'm just like are you crazy like there's so much good music and it's so inspiring you know what I mean like especially in the last couple years I think like really in like a a lot of genres like people are just doing different stuff and getting more weird you know or becoming more of themselves you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't know like that's just I like we just want to be a part of you know just putting stuff out there you know what I mean whether it goes anywhere or not Yes. My my thing was always too like I remember when we first started playing it's like you can tour like you can tour your ass off and then like you know still maybe like you know a person who is in Chicago and like you're their favorite band they can still maybe only see you once every couple years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. but like if you're consistently releasing music like you, you have that every night, you know, you have that every morning on the way to work or at your job, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's what, I mean, to me, like, you know, selfishly, it's like, I wish my favorite bands did that more, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and it's hard to release yeah. music, but it's like, man, like, I, I'll get a record and I'll wear it yeah. out. Like, yeah. I will wear it out. And then it's like, damn, like, what are they doing next? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But yeah. then, hey, it's like, you release this record and then you got a tour to support yourself and tour to, like do it again you know what I mean yeah. so like I think like 
I don't know if I mean that's for us if we can always just find a way and hopefully get better with each song you write you know I just I wish more people did that yeah you know yeah. selfishly like sure <laughs> no it makes sense and is that um, I've, so I've noticed a few bands another band some friends of mine I had on the podcast um, have been doing kind of similar thing mm-hmm. uh, similar thing to you guys where they they're kind of releasing uh, EPs basically like three four song EPs mm. and it's almost like you're calling it like a collection where yeah. this is part one and then yeah. like six yeah. months later they release another one and in their in their mind it's like a continual yeah like continually instead of let's write an entire album that's got 12 songs on it or yeah. whatever 10 songs and you're usually like stretching it to get there yeah and then you're sick of the songs by the time you're done recording them and then and you still have to you know. do two years of touring to support it and yeah <laughs> get the right. name out it, um, which I guess maybe is a different um, a different um, philosophy of music I guess of yeah. like the way you're going about or just music in general of like because I guess the standard is for decades has been you write your album you go on tour to promote that album for yeah. a year yeah and then next year we get in the studio and try to do it again yeah well I think like a few years ago like I remember talking about some of this because like a few years ago I mean more than a few years ago now but you know when like record sales started to like decrease I know like a lot of the bigger labels started to get like you know, which now they always do, but, you know, if you're, like, a huge act, like, a you know, a Katy Perry or something like that, like, they'd start just doing, like, a single every couple months. Like, one song, you know what I mean? Like, one just, like, banger. And mm-hmm. people are more likely to, like, buy that one ninety-nine cent song. Mm-hmm. So you have someone like Katy Perry <clears throat> with millions of fans, like, you can still make some money off that and, like, you know what I mean? You're not going through the whole, like, record deal. It's a very hip-hop thing to do. Yeah. I think it was probably, yeah. like, the first... You know, the mixtape idea, the, like, two to three songs, here's a feature, my friend's on this one, you know, like, I think probably that, and then the pop world, like, adapted it, you know. Um, For, I think for us, it was, like, talking, like, you know, I mean, we don't want to just release a single, but, like, you can still have, like, kind of a small theme, you know, not that every record or collection has to have a theme, but, like, you can still kind of build it, like, if you have four to six songs, you can still kind of build it, like... You know, mm-hmm. as like a it's mood a and a you know yeah. like and the art and you know what I mean like you can still have all that mm-hmm. and feel of a record, but you know instead of twelve songs and unfortunately like people like I don't know I think a lot of people our age too are like less and less likely to listen like full records you know. Mm-hmm. Which I think sucks, vinyl's like, coming back, but I wonder how many people buy records and sit and listen to them. You know, right. But I do just think it's like, you know, less for us early on, it was less of a business thing and more of just like a prevention of boredom thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think before, you know, 90s, even like 2000s, it was a lot less accessible to make music, you know? So yeah. I think for us early on, it was like, oh, wow, we had been in bands that would figure out how to come up with. 20 grand, 10 grand to make a record. And then it was like, oh, wait, our friend JJ has all this stuff. He plays, you know, he's trying to get better. We're trying to get better. Like, we can just 
do this, you know? And so that realization, you know, five years ago was big, but that wasn't always an opportunity. So I think there's still a lot of stuff that just gets done because that's the way it gets done, you know, and it has always gotten done that way. But then when you realize, oh, wait, like times are different, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot, we're capable of a lot more than that. And it's cool to see because now it's more people like us have more options to express themselves. And it's like, oh yeah, maybe 12 songs every two or three years or year and a half isn't my thing. Maybe, you know, because we ended up putting, I think, our the first year in about 16 months, I think we put out 12 songs, like a full length worth of music, you know. And that's kind of our goal to do every year. Um, But, you know, it's like you, as the band progressed, we kind of like felt like we got past the point where we could recorded ourselves with JJ and do the best representation on the song, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, the hard thing about it is there's so many moving parts because you, like, have this baby, you make it, you put in all this effort, and then, like, as soon as you're done with it, it goes off into someone else's hands to get mixed and then mastered, and then you have, you know, a month of planning and promo shots and all this music videos and stuff that you just... Get a little lost in, I think. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Especially for us, it's not the the point. It's like we're happy to do it because it <clears throat> hopefully will help us get closer to doing this more regularly. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, so now, if, um, what's your view on touring now? Think that's something you want to do? I mean, or? yeah, I think like really, especially. I mean, we, me and Gabe have been talking about it and trying to figure out like, you know, I think, I think like. I know me, like, got so burnt out on that, that for, like, a good few years, it's like, dude, I love working in coffee shops, like, that's cool, and I yeah. can play music on the weekends, you know what I mean? Right, like, for yeah. a bit there, I was straight up like, yeah, I could do this forever. Um, and I think, like, like Gabe was saying, like, more and more lately, and, like, Will coming in to, like, help me, Will Barrett, like, an awesome dude that's just, like, you know, been a part of that scene, and, um, you know, kind of came in, like, eight months ago to just, like, help get our heads straight you know what I mean and mm-hmm. taking on a managing role and like he's been like a phenomenal dude and more and more we're just realizing yeah like this is what we want to you know this is what we want to do like it'd be sick to try and figure out like how you can still maintain a normal life I think it's the only thing that scares me you know what I mean yeah. like yeah. in the past and you just see friends and like it's like, man, how can we figure out how to, like, get to do what we love but, like, maintain, like, some community at home and, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's like, you know, ideally, it's like I'd love to do six months in a coffee shop and six months on the road. Like, that'd be sick. I don't yeah. know how that worked out. You know <laughs> that'd what I mean? be rad. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, that's, and, and that's part of, you know, we, me and Gabe have talked about, like, you know, maybe getting out, like, does that mean a different city? Does that mean, you know, it's hard, though, because we have dudes here in Tampa that we love playing with, Logan and JJ, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, jobs, all these questions that's like, all right, like, you know, you know what you need to do, but it's like, how the hell are you going to do it? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we're down to get dirty and, like, go tour and play to no one, you know what I mean? But Yeah, and I know for me, too, like, even beyond all that, like, the, just the logistics and what I want, I think I realized, too, like, for a little while, I'd been probably ignoring what I actually want, because, you know, all the questions, like, fear of failing, but then 
in all this, it's just been that discussion of like, man, we, I don't want to half-ass anything because I'm yeah. afraid of how it'll turn out, you know, or being rejected. And I always thought that I would never think like that until I recognized a lot of the excuses I made for me, you know, to not mm-hmm. just be like, oh, no, I actually want to do this more, you yeah. know, I <laughs> actually, yeah. but... I also do want to be home and I want to like see my friends and my girlfriend and figuring out the balance is pretty hard but we're not even there yet like we're just starting to hit the road more and yeah um, how do you but you guys both toured what is the to me it seems like the hardest part in that outside of like being away from your family friends stuff like that is to maintain your creativity. Mm-hmm. Is to is to when you start writing the next three, four, or five songs. Mm-hmm. How do you stay fresh and creative? I don't know, dude. I always felt like that. I, I think maybe it's different for people. I always listen to interviews where some songwriters say like they just can't write on the road, and mm-hmm. and then some people say like they only write on the road. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I never. Yeah, I, I always felt like more inspired. <clears throat> I think probably because like sometimes you just be so like tired or sick of you know being out like yeah I don't know I always felt like creatively like it, it, that was an inspiring place cause you know you had enough to like think about and talk about you know what I mean enough time sitting in a band mm-hmm. you know probably depends on like you know cause I'm pretty comfortable at home you know so it's yeah. like at some point you know you can go through all the like pass in your brain of what's going on and positives and negative and seek inspiration for that but I think the exciting thing right now is just that we're like really stepping into something we don't know what's going to happen you know so those good feelings the bad feelings really inspire songs you know really when you have you're experiencing something worth talking about you know or at least worth um, figuring out even for yourself it help, really helps that creative process. But a lot of that just comes like, you know, earnestness and a lot of hopes and dreams and relationships and the, and the balance. But it's normal life. We're yeah. both opinionated. I think we'll be able to write yeah. pretty well yeah. wherever I, we are. <laughs> I think like, you know, I, f- I forget, like someone asked us about a certain song or something. Like if there like ever is themes to like Brother Steve's song, it's just like everyday shit. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. I think more and more there's not like huge themes and it's just like, <clears throat> like we write a lot of songs about just like everyday. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, I, I don't know. I'm like... <clears throat> living a normal life working a job meeting people you know what I mean like yeah there's so much to talk about I don't know I feel like you know what I mean yeah. like no that's such a brilliant a brilliant philosophy though because it is similar to uh, like the spiritual philosophy of the divine and the mundane you yeah. know is like the philosophy that not to get too Christian and philosophical but the idea of constantly looking for God in the big things so like oh, I'm on a stage I'm doing a thing and that's where God you know that's where God shows up when I'm mm. up there teaching 500 people doing whatever when you know if God is in that first of all if he's there in that with you he's just as much if not more so in the time that you're taking out the trash yeah mm. you know yeah well I think yeah that's such an interesting thought man cause it's like 
you know, you know, we both were in like pretty upfront like religious bands before this. Like mm-hmm. Brother Stephens is definitely, you know, I definitely wouldn't say like a religious, you know, yeah, we, you know, have that faith and influence. You know, people do and people don't, but like. I think that was one of the, like, funniest things is, is checking it, like, when you're playing in, like, you know, like, a Christian worship band, it's, like, if there's five people, then, you know, like, coming to see you play, there's always that, like, well, like, this still matters just as much, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There's that, right. you always had that thing in the back of your head, that, like, oh, well, like, I'm still doing something, like, you know, worthwhile, like, the, mm-hmm. it's, like, an interesting, in, in that sense of, like, yeah. you know, if you... Like, our show, we're just talking about normal... You know, I think it yeah. like kind of did check of, like, all right, you know, like, what are we saying? What are we putting off? And, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's no agenda with Brother Cephas, you know what I mean, in that, in yeah. my mind, and that, other than just getting to talk about life and struggle and happiness, you know yeah. what I mean? It's funny how some of those principles do carry over carry just over, into, yeah. like, everyday understanding you know i think part of it's just seeking connection you know i think Definitely. regardless of the reason of what exactly we were connecting with in the a worship band or growing you know we both mm-hmm. learned how to play growing up in church yeah sundays yeah. and wednesdays you know with older guys taking half an hour to show us how to play a g chord you know yeah and that's so like early on a lot of that spiritual stuff was ingrained into our playing and then I think it's a weird thing once you step out of being like okay we used to very directly work hard to connect with this being you know this God or how we perceived him at the time and now you know I'm definitely not willing to say that that's not involved to to some degree like seeking that higher answer whatever the definition is but it's also a lot more centric on like hey you're a cool person could you know you're here like right. i'm happy to share this with you and hopefully like the communication that goes on between the audience of 5 or 500 and like us on stage is something that's like really special you yeah. know i think yeah. and and when people it never gets old hearing yeah. someone say like hey and we don't get it a lot you know but hey your guys music really means something to me you know cause we know what that means to have records mean stuff to us yeah I remember seeing like you know like this is a cool example like Colorable I don't know if you remember that band like Mm -hmm. Colorable played like old Orpheum to like literally like nine people Mm -hmm. and it was like it was like amazing like I was like blown away and I'd seen him before and since but and, and at the same time I was like holy shit like there's only like eight people like this is crazy you know mm-hmm. what I mean like this but like that band is such like a yearning they're just like right about like mm-hmm. getting drunk and like everyday stuff you know what I mean but yeah. it's like like and even that show to like no one like there was just such this like yearning of you don't even know what you know what I mean like yeah. you, uh, who knows if they even know what you know what I mean like but that was, like, so special to me. I mean, like, I'll never forget that show and being, like, 15, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, these dudes are just, like, still ripping it to, like, no one. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure, like, in a way, you, like, you can, like, pride yourself on that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, I don't know. It's, like, it's it can be so cheesy, but just, like, literally giving it everything no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's... 
it's a cheesy thing to say, but like that's that really does mean stuff. You never know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. I never. Yeah, I know how much stuff like that has meant to me. So there, I mean, there's records I can pick out whether I even like them today or not. But when I heard that record. I was like, first I was probably shocked, and then second I'm like, Seth, you gotta hear this record, you know, or it still happens, but those records where you hear and you're like, I can pinpoint the moment, like, I can almost feel exactly what was in my head when I heard it, you know, and how it affected me, and that's like, you know, that's the power of music, you know, so as much, but you can't, like, from the creative side, you can't, and it probably applies to creating anything like you can't make stuff with that maybe in mind but you can only be vulnerable and like make the stuff that represents what you're actually feeling yeah. and just hope that it you know it's like what you measure is what you manage you know mm-hmm. so it's like I think for us what we measure is like are we being honest with what we're saying right now mm-hmm. like are we doing anything other than just trying to express ourselves or get the point across that we feel like needs to be out. Right. You know? And if that's what we're measuring, like, if that's what we're managing, then we're always going to be good. You know, regardless of if we have success or if we don't, you know, like, if we're being true to ourselves on that level, then it'll always be a joy to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love the way you put it to experiencing something worth talking about. Mm -hmm. Cause I think at the end of the day, like the best music really art any, in any form. I mean, the, the best of that, the thing that resonates and lasts the most is something that, um, you as the person talking about it, yeah. yeah, experienced it first. Oh man, I love that. I had goosebumps. Like, I, I like Gabe said. Like my like, like I listen to something and I get like a few people in mind that I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> you have to listen to this. And it's so funny because like, I can get offended even if I had nothing to do with like the project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will love this record. Like, yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> and like, if one usually with like our friends like. They didn't listen, or like they kind of listened, and I know they kind of listened. I'm like, dude, like, what? Yeah. What the hell? Like, that's a great record. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I had nothing to do with this record, but like, you know, stuff like that where you like, you want someone, you want someone else to experience it, and I think that's probably like why a lot of people end up playing music. Like, you go to those shows, and like, you want to be a part of it, you know, and you see a band, you want to go with your friends, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you grow up like wanting to share that with someone like anything else like a nice meal or like you know a great cup of coffee like you want to share that with as many people as you can yeah and I think like you know if if it stays like that you know what I mean like cause then that, I feel like that could easily lead to like you know getting greedy or just then seeking fame you know what I mean right. seeking, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever that is like but I think like at the heart of like anyone creative like it's like you want to obviously share whether you created that or someone else did like you want to share that with the people you love or don't know you know what I mean right yeah there's an experience there that you want to share with somebody else yeah yeah that's so true you know it's funny so speaking of coffee um because I know you're not a big fan of Starbucks yeah (laughs) but um one of the fascinating things about the Starbucks story to me is that that's how it started was Howard Schultz being in Italy and experiencing for the first time 
a cafe, an Italian cafe of just people being in there and it being this place where they're hanging out and their conversations are happening and yeah. this, this great coffee. And he wanted that experience for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and which you, I think is, you know, and that's sick. Like if it weren't for Starbucks, obviously like America would not, you know, have all the shops we have now. Sure. You yeah. Know what I mean? But like, and you know, but that could also easily show you like where it went. I mean, Oh yeah, we're right. No, that's what know. I'm saying. It's like, it can, there's, I feel like even with even with musicians nowadays, it yeah. bands or whatever that you you're like, they're just the they're just the pop sensation of the of the moment. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe that song that made them that is now popular is like, God, what a terribly written. Like, there's a lot of songs that go, God, Lord, yeah. who wrote that? There's yeah. the worst thing. <laughs> I feel like at some point in their life, at some point in their life, there was an experience for them. That they wanted to give to other people, yeah, and that's what started sure. them on that journey. Yeah, definitely. Hey guys, this is Cephas. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't know, that's man. So good. Coffee shops are the coolest, though. Yeah, there's nothing cool in a coffee yeah. shop. How did you end up getting into coffee? How did it Touring. I mean, like, I remember yeah. when Joel. Um, you know, one of our brothers, like, touring with him, and I don't remember. It started randomly, because it wasn't when we first started touring, but I don't know, like, um... You're in a van, you know, you're driving around, yeah, you don't have a ton of money, and you got, like, three hours to kill. But specifically, yeah. like, craft coffee, like, I don't yeah. remember. I do remember, like, my first experience, like, I will never forget having my first real cappuccino, mm-hmm. this dude, Todd Mackey. <clears throat> who um, worked for this company, New Harvest. It's crazy how this all comes back around, because Todd Mackey, like, he played... It's Mackey, right? Yeah. Yeah, he played in, like, a bunch of hardcore bands, like, really rad, like, old-school hardcore bands. And when we were on tour, he took us to this place he was roasting at in, um, called New Harvest. What city is that? I think that's Pro- Providence. Providence, yeah, Providence, Rhode Island. And, like, seeing him, like, dial in for the first time, I was like, what the hell is this dude? Like, he's wasting coffee. Like, tasting it, like, throwing out stuff. I was like, what just drink that? Like, and I remember, like, the first time, like, and, and he made, like, a real cappuccino. First time I ever had, like, anything without sugar in it. And I was, like, legitimately, like, blown away. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this is crazy in this space. Like, there's coffee everywhere. Like, you know, wood. And, like, I don't know. It was, like, you know, it's... It's like, it's like your first time listening. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain that. You know what I mean? Like Being f- in an environment like that. But what's crazy is now that dude Todd Mackey made literally my first like real cappuccino ever. He now um, is uh, like a green supplier for King State. Oh, like wow. they randomly got hooked up with him completely through a different circle. Where, like Todd's a lot of the dudes that help. So it's really weird how like. Yeah, he's their first like real intro into like getting some really like oh, he's helped them get source some really rad coffees. But that was like the first dude when I was like sixteen, seventeen, that made like took us like the whole yeah. band and showed us like the roasting space and like how to you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. So then from then on it just be, like grew from an, and like an obsession for all of us. Like, yeah. Any new city was like, all right, where do we go? And then the coffee. I mean, like. The baristas always know, like, you go there first, you know what I mean? You get to a city, you go there. They always know, like, the best place to eat, you know, mm-hmm. the best place to drink, you know, or, like, whatever that what is. What you need to see in the city. Like, yeah. anyone who does anything cool, 
in the city like goes to the best coffee shop to get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, right. so like in the neighborhood yeah, you true. just get Well I had the uh, the Bandit crew on which you also worked for yeah. mm-hmm. at, on their podcast I did with them. Uh, one of the things uh, one of the things that she said was and I never heard anybody put it this way before and when she said it I was like, Oh that's so I don't can't believe I've never thought of that. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. Is that um, Coffee shops, much like bartenders, are the um, connection points of a community. Oh, yeah. That they know, because, like, you know you can go, like, a bartender can tell you, if you go to a bar, a local bar, the bartender can tell you, oh, yeah, you should go eat at this place, or you should, yeah. like, this is a great hotel. Yeah. Like, they can tell you pretty much anything about the community. Absolutely. Because in and out of their doors every day are people that work in those industries yeah. and whatever. When it's another addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it's but funny. Coffee shops are the same way, but they're like the daytime version of that. Yeah, dude. It's mm-hmm. funny because I remember like the first time I met Josh, a friend of his had brought him into a shop I was working at, and I remember him sitting at the bar, like made a pour over. I think they had just gotten back from New York or something, and had he was like getting really into coffee at this point, but was still like super excited to learn stuff, and so I was like early on working in shops was like stoked to share you know mm-hmm. and it is funny how that relationship is like okay Josh is also an excellent uh, photographer and shoots video you know mm-hmm. and yes. now he opened a shop a couple years later and Seth's working with them you know help from day one and then, and then the Josh and his man. friends are probably going to shoot the music video for whatever song we decide off this collection, yeah. you know, like and we met the Polyenzo dudes through Bandit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then they've got this cool collective of their own space where they're recording and writing and putting us on shows with them. And then, like, I mean, the people you meet is like, it's amazing, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the relationships. You know, it really. Is. I mean, in my mind, like, I love bars. We go to our fair share of bars, but like. I don't know coffee shops. You just you can meet. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It, like people just and then music like that that adds on. I don't know. Like music is such a huge important part in like a bar atmosphere or yeah. a coffee shop. You know what I mean? It can like yeah. turn you on and turn you off. Like yeah. I, I had this like old lady at um old lady. She I don't know. Maybe she's <laughs> literally like maybe like almost seventy. Okay. She was older and um like I was playing like Nick Drake. This like older dude like crazy story. She like got a cappuccino. You could tell like it was like her first time in. She and she like came up and she was like, she's like Nick, and I was like Drake, and she was like, man, I'm so happy. Like I haven't heard this song in so long. Like I love this space, and I was just like, hell yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I was just like I felt so good. I kept talking about it that day, like to Josh. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, but I just kept being like, man, that's sick, dude. Like especially like. The connection to some of the older community too. That's almost better. Like people I would never meet. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like yeah. older I think about like I don't know, this this photographer dude Tim that comes into you know, Bandit every morning and like I would have never met him. But like we can talk about old bands that like he saw in New York. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like a lot of that connection to the older community, um that we just flat out I don't know where I would meet if not. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's like I don't know. Coffee's the coolest. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Coffee shops. Uh, that's... I remember the first time I went to one in college. Like, a legit... My gateway was Starbucks, because 
in the 90s, I mean, there wasn't really anything other than Starbucks yeah, doing yeah. something like that. Uh, a few things on the West Coast. But um, I remember going, and I went to a Bible college who weren't allowed to really go to, technically weren't allowed to go to a lot of yeah. places. Yeah. Uh, but I went, so there's an area in Jacksonville, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, called Five Points. Yeah. Which at the time was like a, it was like the, it was like the CD. It wasn't really CD, but from a from a Bible college standpoint, yeah, it, was it was like, like the, the Ebor. It was yeah, the, it's like, it, yeah, yeah, Five Points was the Ebor of Jacksonville. Yeah. And uh, and I remember going there for the first time, and I cannot remember the name of this place, but they I went there with a couple friends, and it was uh, it was a coffee and tea shop. And it was it was like a classic '90s with like the Seattle like couches, yeah, and all like, of that, yeah. all of that and giant, and yeah. And the uh, the stage down at the end of the room with the open, mic. with open oh, mics, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all night. And I remember like it's very vivid to me. And I remember going there thinking, this is amazing. This is fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that except on TV. Like it's seen yeah. it on TV, but there's a whole experience there. Yeah. But, well, I think there's almost, you know, like any new industry, it's like <clears throat> specialty coffees, you know, in the scheme of the world is like coffee's been around a long time, but this wave of, you know, really knowledgeable, scientific approach to preparing a cup of coffee is fairly new, yeah. you know. But I think, too, you see like the fight to prove themselves, so you like over present it you know and then you almost lose the essence of what makes it great and we see that a lot you know and then I think it kind of is curving back around that cycle of you know people that just want to have that community spot you know that's probably it's always been there you know but where you find the balance of like how can we make the most excellent thing we can but also like put people first you know (laughs) you see it on both sides of people that are great, you know, to others, and it's a, a good place to be good people, mm-hmm. but you're not, like, satisfied with the product, you know, and then you're, like, places that have a great cup of coffee, but you can't even enjoy it because the experience sucked, yeah. you know? Yeah. right. So it's, like... What's crazy, it's kind of off-subject, but talking about music and coffee, like, Jeff Buckley was actually, like, that's how he was found and got signed. He was in New York, and he was working at a cafe there. I guess it was, like, the cool cafe in New York in mm-hmm. the 90s, and... And he would literally be working on shift, and then he'd go and like play like a song in between, like an hour, and like a dude from one of the bigger, like Sony or something, like found him in the coffee shop, and that's how. You know, you put like that's one of the biggest records. You know, great was it Grace? Was that the or the entire record? yeah, or the entire folk scene from the seventies, yeah, you know, sixties, yeah, and Bob Dylan yeah, shows. in New York, and yeah, it feels like music has taken a turn back towards that. Recently, dude, yeah, there really is. That's what, like, what I was saying earlier. Like, there's so much good music now. Like, they're really not even just in like indie or folk, or but it does seem like you know, and probably because there's so much like awful shit going on, like in the world right now. Like, yeah, you know, there always has been, but it's like yeah. really evident with like news and media and like phones. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> you just see stuff every day. It's way more accessible than it yeah, used to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I taught. It's funny, like how things will work in your favor sometime but Will I talked with Will our manager today and he was like kind of joking about how the whole 
we're lucky because the whole DIY thing is looking cool again because President Trump and big business. <laughs> so it's yeah. like you guys are lucky because what you've just always done now looks genius. Yeah. <laughs> but it is just funny is how things change. And, yeah. yeah. But I think you'll see people joke about it, but I think you'll see a spike of a whole. It's kind of like when cities. We I mean, already have. Yeah. Literally already have. But it's kind of like when cities, you know, like Detroit. Got hit so hard. All those Midwest, you know, industry towns got hit so hard when the economy crashed, you know. But you see a lot of the most creative stuff happening in those towns 10 years later because, you know, artists went in and bought warehouses for eight grand and have a studio and a gallery and they live in it, you know. And people who have grown up there and managed to be able to stay can now open a coffee shop or a bar or a restaurant for cheaper than you can anywhere else you know and then people actually travel to do that like oh and then here's the name for this so let's go there let's follow that you know yeah yeah Yeah. and in all of the arts yeah yeah speaking of detroit i read an interesting story recently about uh this guy just died but he's one of the guys that has essentially from an economic standpoint kept detroit going. There's two main, really big rich business guys there. Then mm-hmm. this guy owned the... I think he I think he owned the Lions and also owned... Yeah, Red uh, Wings. The Red Wings. Yeah. But there's a story about him that was like totally under the radar for a long time, but um, uh, Rosa Parks. Yeah, dude. I really that read for, that. For decades, he's been secretly paying... was secretly paying her rent so that she could live in a nice neighborhood... Yeah, because she got after she became famous and like ended up moving there. Um, she got her, her home was broken into and like badly. It was just because yeah. she, she lived in a rough neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And he heard her story and he was like, "Oh, like, this can't happen to us." Yeah. So he yeah. So he made a deal with her attorney to move let's her. Put her like put her in this nice like secure place. Yeah. And I'm gonna pay the rent like so every month like. Forever. And they just found out because he just passed away, right? right? And then, like, yeah. the mayor said something. Right. Or, Detroit's yeah, such thing. a cool city, too. But that's so like beautiful, man. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know who does that, you know what I mean, for their city. You know, right. I mean, I, there is people. And Detroit sure. has this, you know, but I'm just saying, like, especially a city like Detroit where just so many people left. And I'm sure if you're a yeah. businessman, you're definitely, like, leaving. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But, like, dude, it's such a cool city. Like, Detroit and the people and, like, I don't know, the food, the art, you know, everything. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like, you see it in music and art and all that kind of stuff. And I think I've seen it here in Tampa with people moving away to go to, like, you know, the the, the stereotypical, oh, I'm going to go move to Nashville to yeah. mm-hmm. be a musician, which is one of the dumbest things to do. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. That kind of stuff. But people are like, oh, well, you know, this the city I'm in doesn't have a lot of... X, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go move to a city that has a lot of that. And my, I'm always like, well, why would you? If you, if this is a city that you live in and you love it, mm-hmm. and it's lacking in whatever thing, why don't you just start making the thing? Definitely. Yeah, and help make it better. And that's yeah. we talk about it a lot because we're in the middle of those talks right now. You know, and those talks have so all our friends mess with us because those that thought has somewhat been on our mind for five years you know growing up in Tampa and it's a tough thing because you know you the 
what we had decided, you know, a few years ago was like, well, moving somewhere isn't going to make us do what we want to do any more than us just making the decision to do it. Does that make sense? You know, so it's like, but then you do run into simple, like, geographical battles here in Tampa where it's like, hey, we want to tour or, like, we want to do this. Where can we go? You know, Atlanta, Nashville. (laughs) Right. Come back. But it's a hard thing because then, like, the esoterical question, if that's the right word, is like, well, shit, how much of my ability is only because I'm here, you know? Or how will my music change because of going somewhere else? Well, I think, yeah, and even just, even apart from the, like, music and, like, trying to, you know, move somewhere to, you know, make something of yourself, I think more so it's like, ah, it's like, it is appealing to be like, ah, I'd like to live in a place, like, things you literally can't change, like, I'd love to live in a place where I don't need a car for a little, Yeah. or like, I'd love to live in a place with, like, full seasons, you know what I mean, little (laughs) stuff where it's like, I don't know, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, maybe it's because I'm like, you know, the grass is always greener, but it's like, man, I will never know what it's like to, like... I don't know, grow up in Southern California. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, I'll never yeah. know what it's like to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, Tampa's amazing, dude. Like, this place is so sweet. And, yeah. But there, there is kind of that thought of like, man, you know, it's, it'd be nice to try something. Like, I don't sure. want to go try LA or, you know, Nashville or New York, but yeah. like, Philly sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. You know, somewhere just, like, get some experience in, in a different, you know. Yeah. You can travel the world, but, like, to know what it's like to, like, wake up in a certain city every morning. Like, yeah, I don't know. for sure. I always get paranoid that, like, later on, if I never just tried something, then I'd be like, oh, man, like, I wonder what that would have been like. I wonder yeah. what, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and which to me, that's different. Definitely, yeah. different. Definitely way different mindset uh, than like, oh, Tampa sucks. Yeah, like, there's, like, whatever city there's no there. hope here. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, like whatever city it is, it sucks for, like, we were talking about Detroit, you take Detroit, like, oh, well, everything sucks here, crash, so I'm going to go move to a city that is blowing up. Yeah. Know? And I think, well, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay that way if you leave. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to get any better. Definitely. You know, like, yeah. definitely. put some... And to me, the more rewarding and the the harder thing to do is to go. You know what? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do what I can to make this place better. Definitely. And I think like you know, there's been awesome role models for us. Like, you know, it just with you know you and like that crew and like you know our parents and you know our older brothers and like I think for us that that has always been like a thing of like you know, like we just want to be another. You know, a couple people in Tampa just doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whether that's coffee or music or whether that's in the community, you know what I mean? Like, in all seriousness, like, you know, what you do and what, um, I don't know, like, we're lucky to be friends with a lot of people in Tampa who are really just working hard to make this place better. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that, I mean, we would probably be punk kids if it weren't for, you know, having, you know, older people in our lives to be like, no, like, you know, and even people have been like, no, I moved away, I'm back, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. this is, you know what I mean? Like, this is it. Like, <laughs> there's so much cool stuff happening in the city. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unreal. Like, and, and I There's so know. many good people. And yeah. I think it's a different, you know, it's a different mentality on people that make that decision to stay and invest on the place that, like, yeah. made them who yeah. they are, right. you know? Yeah, or for like, sure. Gave them the space to figure things out, 
And I think, too, like, we're probably lucky because we are, you know, probably just under the first or second generation of people to really do that in a creative way here in Tampa, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah. even people like our older brothers or their friends, you know, who 10 to 12-year gap, we get to see these people who, like, wow, you started that? You know, or Josh mm-hmm. even, you know? What's yeah. up, man? My brother just came in. <laughs> but, like... Nothing much, man. How are you? Good. Good. Get off work? Finally. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And plus, like, the Bucks are looking so good. I know, uh, dude. If we stay, <laughs> if we don't leave this year, like we got season be, tickets, yeah, we man. Yeah, I'll get a loan. James Winston, 30 sure. pounds lighter. 30 James pounds lighter. James Winston, man, that's my boy. Yeah. Uh, Florida State. And I think, I think they're picking up... Uh, uh, oh crap. Uh, is it Dalvin Cook? Dalvin, that's the talk State? right now. Yeah. That's, that's the I talk. I hope, I hope so. I wouldn't be mad at it. And let me clarify too when I say Tampa, not just city of Tampa, but like the Bay Area and like yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of really great stuff going on in St. Pete oh, and yeah. Clearwater. Absolutely. And, and I wish that's those. one thing I wish we could. I don't know. It's so oh funny. man, I'm so passionate about that. I have this conversation <laughs> like almost every day. Yeah, because me too. Because, you know, working in, in, you know, your ladies in St. Pete, so you, you spend a good time in both. And, I mean, before Bandit, I never really did spend time in both. And I was yeah. definitely one of those people. Like, it took, like, working over there. Mm-hmm. I always liked it, but I was always like, man, Tim was cooler. Like, yeah, you know, sure. But it is, man. It's, like, it's literally, like, such a short drive. Yeah. But it's a completely different scene. I mean, right. like, yeah. the music and, I mean, coffee's a little more connected. I think bartenders and stuff. But, like... God, if I just wish it could be like joined forces, because I feel yeah. like there would even be so much more. You know what I mean? Like maybe we, even just in people's mind, like yeah. you know, St. People, St. Pete bands. You know, even when they go on tour, they're like, we're 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 from St. Pete. You know, yeah, same right. Tampa. Like you know, or we're an Ebor band. You know, yeah. like and there's always this like, you know, I could be at work over there, and it's like, oh, you go to Ebor, like. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I know. It drives me nuts. Maybe we need to fill in the bay and just create like neutral ground. Yeah. Well, they got our ferry. Too. They got the ferry. They need to, they, oh, right. Cool. I know. They need to make. You can drink on the ferry. They need to make that. If, in my opinion, if they're smart, they're gonna make it a legit. Yeah, like public transport back yeah. and forth needs to be because right almost twenty four hours a day. Yeah, same because right. right now they're doing what like two to four trips a day, depending yeah. on the day of Something the week. Like that. Yeah. And it's like the latest it runs, I think, is like ten p.m. on the weekends. <clears throat> yeah. But dude, when I first heard about it, that's what I pictured. Like, yeah. man, this is gonna be like an hourly ferry back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. that would be. Amazing, and yeah, there's you know. a bar, on and there's there. a bar on it. You just hop yeah, on I, and go straight down. Just, there's no right, and I, besides what I do currently, my if I had another mission in Tampa and like that was done, and like mm-hmm. all right, what's the next thing I'm gonna do? Like my life would be devoted to uniting, uniting yeah. the bay. Like yeah, I want, I, I want Clearwater and St. Pete, Tampa to all like. Yeah. yeah, we're Tampa Bay. Like we're yeah. all one happy family. Well, I know in the same Jacksonville place. has the same problem too. Yeah, know, Jackson, Jackson Beach, or like, there, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't go over but there. But it's such a such a big college there on the beach, yeah. and like a yeah. lot of really creative, you know, and surf and skate culture, yeah. and a whole yeah. different music scene. Then you got the mm-hmm. older Riverside, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like like a lot of Florida 
cities in general are like growing there's cool stuff coming out but like we're still always the butt of I don't know I was listening to a podcast yesterday morning it was like another Florida joke you know what I mean yeah, like it's sure. so common that it's like yeah. maybe we all maybe every city has like younger sibling syndrome you know where we're right. all like fighting independently yeah. but hey if we just repped Florida in general yeah exactly it'd be a lot more you know powerful. what's crazy <laughs> my I always tell people every state has their has their crazy stories like it's not just Florida especially New uh, Jersey Oh, yeah, yeah. They get hate like Texas. Gets yeah, started. like every, every state has There's a different thing. kind of like Florida. Like when people like talk about Florida, like they're mainly saying like how uncool it is. Like right. Just it's like yeah. You know Which what I mean? always like, go. I always go when they do that. If it's somebody that says it to me, like mm-hmm. clearly you've never been. You've never yeah. actually been to Florida, have yeah. you? Yeah. And a lot of times, like oh yeah, I've been to. And it's always I've been to Disney. Yeah, like, yeah, no, that's yeah. not Florida. So you've never been to Florida. Yeah, you haven't even technically been to like real Orlando, like downtown. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> been to downtown. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. I think maybe it's in line with the why some of these cities are doing such cool stuff, or so many people that are here like work extra hard. You know, maybe yeah. it is like that subtle subconscious thing of like <clears throat> we're used. To being under fire in some way, you yeah, know, like sure. that weird. Well, about- yeah, you think about. Like, I mean, it is true. Necessity breeds cre- creativity. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there is a subconscious like necessity to prove that no, Florida's not the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you see that in a lot of ways. I think you see it politically now. You see it in all all avenues of life, really, of like creative things that are happening or things that are spurning out of. No, we're not that. So I'm going to show you what we, what we are, yeah, what we actually are. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're right, man. Florida gets some. It does. Florida. And there is there's a lot of it. There is. There's times where it doesn't show. You know, like there is times where I'm like, oh, Florida, come on, like. Yeah. I mean, like we just went to see like Kurt Vile, like a really rad musician, and like this is a case for a lot of bands but like you know a lot of bands like come to Florida and they end up playing like a lot smaller venues than they would in any other state which yeah. just does come down to like certain you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's like you know Kurt Powell's booked at Ritz and then like didn't even sell out Orpheum but like he, he'll sell out you know 3,000 cap venues and yeah. you know any I mean just Atlanta or, you know there is points yeah. where it's like it, there is times you're like, Florida, come on. Like, whether it's sports or art, right. yeah. you know what I mean? You're like, going to like Bucks games and everyone's like, just so quiet. And you're like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, man. The Lightning are like the best sports team we have in the middle. Man. Yeah. Like, two miles from the equator. Who would have thought it? Yeah. <laughs> right. The Lightning, you know what, though? I, I will say this for the thing that I've noticed, I think. It goes back to something we were talking about earlier. You got a guy like like Jeff Vinnick, mm-hmm. who, even though he's he's not from here and he's got homes all over the country, he fell in love with Tampa, and this yeah. is, and it's and it's bled out in everything else. It's mm-hmm. it's I think it, it part of it is his personality as a person and as a owner of saying, how can we leverage what we're doing to better the city through charitable things so let's mm. fund local charities yeah uh, you know let's develop 
the downtown area around here. Yeah, um, Vincent Jackson's another dude. That's yeah, like, Vincent Jackson's I mean, one of those guys. Comes yeah. to, like the community and like bars and mm-hmm. food and like you know that's a guy who came to Tampa like way late in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. and then really is just like yeah done a lot, a lot for the city. Well, and it's cool, like you know, thinking about it, it hit me when you were saying that. But yeah, like you, our friend, who does something special has actually benefited from that. You know, right. you've gotten yeah. that the direct benefit of being able to do more good because someone here who had the the money said, Hey, like I'm gonna equip this guy to do more. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that absolutely. is pretty cool, man. Like it's a very yeah. special similar to the the guy in Detroit, you know, who I mm-hmm. think owned was it Little Caesars? Yeah, that's right. Owned? Little Caesars, that's what it was. Just doing stuff and, and who knows, Vinick's probably got stuff going on in a good way that none of us will ever know about. Sure. You know, that's like yeah. things that are happening, conversations being had, people being helped that we'll never know. Yeah. I even think about like our landlords, like shout out to our landlords. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're like, I don't know, they're like, they're both retired and yeah. they're just like fixing up homes and like in the VME board neighborhood because mm. they own a home there and they're raising their kids there, you know, or have raised their kids there and just want the neighborhood to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. And not even in like an entitled way. Like they want, you know. They host parties on their porch, you know, and try and do house walkthroughs in the neighborhood just yeah. to get, to keep it from like, oh, the young, the hipsters and white people come in and take over this neighborhood. Right. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. no, it's like, Hey, this is. There's good people here. There's ten vacant houses. Let's do something with them, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. and then let's like make sure everyone feels comfortable by getting to know each other. Yeah, and it's cool it's stuff. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool stuff. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll start wrapping up here. But a couple of questions for you. One, um, what's your uh, you got? Any, what's your favorite favorite bands right now? Or favorite music right now? Anything? Man, it's tough. I mean, like top. There's always this is every day a new band, but for like listeners, I think Cass McCombs, um, Mangy Love, is Mangy Love, yeah, yeah, like everyone should listen to that record. He's actually like Vice. I want to listen to it just based off the title. Yeah, yeah. Mangy it's Love. He's an older dude, man. Like he's maybe like forty two. Just he's released records and records and kind of like low profile, but like mm-hmm. Vice just did this really cool article on on calling him like. You know, the one of the greatest songwriters of like the two thousands in general, and but he just kind of like slipped under the radar, but it made like phenomenal music. So, Cass McCombs, Mangy Love, everyone should definitely, definitely listen to. All right. Um, I guess I should. I guess I should context it with what favorite music but what's inspiring you right now what's, right now yeah to write your music well I think it's, with this, it's hard because this last stuff was like going in you know you tend to start getting notes of what you're listening to for sure but a conversation like we actively have when writing or at least choosing what we're going to release is like okay did we write this because it's similar to what's cool right now or what we've been listening to or is this actually like what represents us you know so inspiring is kind of different but Mm -hmm. people that just like Kurt Vile you know his records have been a huge inspiration just in we don't sound like them you know but Mm -hmm. definitely inspire us to be more creative Parquet Courts Parquet Courts who just played town as well 
another one of those bands I think, that... I think, like, you see some of these bands that, like, it allows you to, like, I don't know, pull off elements. Like, we all really, you know, me and Gabe specifically all love, like, you know, the punk movement, and mm-hmm. then, but love, like, the full case of folk records to weird indie and yeah. stoner rock or whatever it is, you know? And I think you can kind of, like Gabe was saying, yeah, it's like... It just, I think, like, sometimes you see, like, bands do cool, interesting things, and it just kind of opens a door for you to be like, oh, yeah, like, I can't, you know, I can do what I want. You know what I mean? Like, I can be weird, and, yeah. I don't know, Josh, um, our producer, one of his good friends plays in, um, he's, like, a producer and plays in a couple bands, but I guess he told Josh something, which Josh told us, and I love it. He's like, you know, most of the time, like... If I don't get, like, kind of a weird reaction from my friends when I show them something, you know, like, and he said, like, giggle. Like, he's like, I know if, like, I get, like, a giggle from one of my friends, like, showing them something, like, I, I did something unique. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I kind of feel like that. Like, there's been some records where I listen to once and I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, yeah. but then, like, literally, like, each time it just gets better and better. You know what I mean? I think that's something for us to, like, try and step outside of just being, like, you know comfortable with you know writing a good song and yeah putting some character into it yeah (laughs) yeah and there's like a lot of good influences for that you know curb vile parquet courts cast mccombs angel olsen yeah put out a great record last year too blake mills is like a producer's produced like i mean everything from like dawes to that last alabama shakes record he just did the john legend record but he played on cast mccombs like he's like Phenomenal guitarist. Every record that he does is pretty insane. Nice. And then the constants, you know, the band stuff like that, where you can—it's kind of like an eternal well of yeah. inspiration. Yeah. You yeah. know, you go back, and there's a reason they're still popular forty years, fifty years later, yeah. it's because like there's they did something that quite like hasn't been—it's been attempted a lot but hasn't been actually replicated since you know I'm not gonna lie I think there's one thing like I worry about is that like there's more and more musicians but it seems like less and less like music listeners like avid like and I notice even when some of my friends that play music I give a hard time because like a lot of like our friends will come they I mean I'll find I'll listen to a bad new record just to have something new you know yeah. what I mean it's like every day <laughs> yeah. every day like listening to something new even certain friends of mine I'm like man like you got you know like you have to support for it to like keep yeah. going you know what I mean even if that's not money support but like their Spotify plays or whatever you know yeah. like I worry that people are like making some of the best music but like I just hope people keep listening you know what I mean yeah. and it's important yeah. it's like you know authors can only write so well because they know enough words from the dictionary you right, know right. so yeah. it's kind of like well you don't have you're not copying and stealing from people it is like there's a certain vocabulary to music of just stuff you don't know is possible until you like stumble upon it mm-hmm. or hear someone else get close to it yeah. you know and then you're like Oh shit! Yeah, like I've never heard that word onomatopoeia. Like I'm gonna yeah. use that, yeah. you know? Or right. like, I mean, our our probably I can't. I definitely want to say like Wilco too. I mean, Wilco's mm, yeah. definitely probably the most life changing band for us in the sense of like, you know, a band that can write a song that's like, you know, like the first song Gabe ever showed me, um, off of Ghost Is Born, a song about like his pill addiction. To then a song about riding in the passenger seat of a car. You know what I mean? I think that's one mm-hmm. thing, like, 
you know, we've tried to pull from in the sense of like, you know, we can have heady lyric, you know, heavy songs. But like, we've just started finally exploring like a song about like walking home and trying to get your friends to go grab a drink with you and then like Ooh. stumbling home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, true. that kind of, yeah, more like. And Wilco, you know, and bands like Radiohead, like, that's the most inspiring to see bands that, like, these dudes are in their, like, 40s and, like, only getting better. You know what I mean? Like, Nels Klein, the guitarist for, you know, Wilco, is, like, 57, you know, and he's arguably one of the best guitarists, you know, like, in in a band, you know, like, proper guitarists. I think that's, like, probably the most inspiring thing. And I think that calms, you know, that calms us down too to be like dude we can do this forever yeah yeah you know like whatever sure. happens we can do this forever yeah hopefully we do as brothers you know what i mean yeah and well i love to like i think it's a different philosophy of stuff like a couple episodes ago phil you know you guys know phil yeah. Holt, mm-hmm. um i had him on one of the things he talked about was uh and i think i asked him at some point like well if you weren't doing this if you weren't a tattoo artist would you like would art still be a thing and he's like oh absolutely mm-hmm. if I'm like I'm gonna do art on some level yeah whether somebody pays me for it or not I'm always gonna be an artist yeah and I think that's a a different philosophy than I'm doing this because I'm getting paid for it or I'm famous yeah you know, like that's really cool I think at the yeah. core that's just of who all, you are yeah right. you know what I mean that's who you are and it's not a marketing thing and it's not a you know what I mean like at the core of all creative people is a curious mind you know, I think that's the. It's like Seth. Two years ago, we have some friends who shoot film who are great photographers, and Seth's like, "I'd like to fool around with the camera," you know. Yeah. And then it ends up becoming a big passion, yeah. you know, because yeah. you just you're curious. I'd like to figure that thing out. I'd like to play with it, and then like, kind of break it, you know, and try yeah. and put it back together. And people are like that with electronics and with you know yeah. technology and engines and it's just like for us that is music you know yeah. but it's always kind of like the same thought process gets applied to everything you know like my day job is real estate right now and I'm always trying to think creatively about how I can achieve a better you know like yeah. work better work smarter do better yeah. for them you know but yeah makes sense it's a cool answer yeah that's awesome uh, okay so um Couple last questions to, to wrap it up here. What um, you guys got anything to promote right now? What do you where can people get your music? All that kind of stuff. Spotify, iTunes, um, Apple Music, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, literally everything. Yeah, Brother Stevens, we have um, the three collections. I think the first collection just went off of Spotify, and I don't think we're going to renew it. We had, <laughs> we had like a couple. Of, um, like homies asking about it but um, yeah all of that we just did a really cool live video from the dudes in Mock Shop we were talking about earlier in Jacksonville so if you look up YouTube or Vimeo um, we did like the title track of our last collection we're playing New World what's the date? when will this come out? Uh, next week actually so nice. the um, so New World 23rd, is the 23rd I believe yeah today's yeah. the 23rd this will come out on March 1st yeah, so March like twenty third. Yeah, I think a month from today, March twenty third. Yeah, New World is really cool band, high waisted. They're like a Brooklyn um, surf rock band, like nice. girl singer, and it's like really rad. Cool. Um, and then new music impending. 
probably the next two months we'll put that out, do uh, some vinyl for the first time, do a couple things we'll be releasing. At Brother Cephas on Instagram is the best way to stay in touch or Brother Cephas on Facebook. Yeah. That's probably it. Cool. Uh, so the last two questions, one is to you guys and the last one is to the audience, but I'm going to do something different mm-hmm. for the audience question. Okay. Um, so last question to you guys. Uh, as creatives, as people that are what I call boldly going, doing the thing that you love, pursuing passion, all of that, uh, do you think that's something that's accessible to everyone? Everyone has the ability uh, to boldly go after whatever it is. Hell yeah. yeah absolutely. Hell yeah. Almost like uh, responsibility. You know, it's almost <laughs> to yourself at least or maybe like, you know, I think about what if, you know, the best like most inspiring song is never written by the dude you know that's working as an accountant mm. you know it's just the yeah. it, you'll never know the answer but i think it is like you never know what you're keeping yourself from and what you're like keeping other, other people, people from yeah. without trying it you I, know without going for yeah, it yeah i think like that's the the biggest thing like it's so frustrating when you have friends that like you know are creative or not whatever that is man like I don't know it's almost like a duty you know what I mean like whoever that reaches like you know I was talking to my little sister about this she she used to take pictures and like you know I'm like you like you know like people deserve to be able to see that you know what I mean like people (laughs) like your family or whoever you know what I mean like Songs come about. I don't know. I, it gets weird because even I think bad songs come about because like they just have to be done. You know what yeah. I mean? And you can you can tame that. You know what I mean? Like in a bad way. Like you can keep that from ever coming out because you just didn't allow it or you didn't take the time. You know? Yeah. I think like wherever a song or art piece goes, or like even if that energy is just being put out into the world like I know that's like a hippie term to use but I don't know I'm starting like more and more just to be like I don't know like songs come about because they just have to be like Tom Waits always said you know he's not a religious guy and he always said like you know I get my songs from the guy in the walls you know that's what he always called it (laughs) because it's like you know these things just come and they're not yours and the you know the greatest of the greats know that guys like Tom Waits you know what I mean like they know that that's not theirs. So, yeah. like, you you have to put it out. You know and in I mean? the broader sense, you know, the the currents of the world, the... Um, yeah, the coffee you make, yeah, man. The food like, you're making for even your, I don't know, for, like, your loved one. Like, that's, like, those really, I don't know, it's so important. And maybe your calling is to be an accountant, you know, or maybe you just don't... I think the hardest part is for people who don't exactly know. Yeah. You know, and then I would just say maybe just try something, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. like... Everyone's creative. I don't know. Everyone... I think everyone's yeah. a model. You know, I think, yeah. like... I was thinking about that the other day, and I know, like, we're trying to cut this, but, like, you know, with Instagram and all that, I was thinking mm-hmm. about that. I was kind of getting mad because I was like, man, like, every girl or every dude... You know what I mean? Like... And I mean, we're all guilty of it, but I was like thinking specific accounts of like, I gotta have like this perfect line thing and yeah. I'm a model. But then I was like thinking, I was like, you know, I was joking, I kept joking around with someone the other day, like, man, everyone wants to be a model. And I was like, well, like, I don't know, like, every day you wake up and you walk outside and you're like a model of something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, people see you and you wanna be creative with the shirt you put on. Or the, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's simple stuff. I don't know, like, but... That's kind of... No, that's... I think it's important, like, yeah, just, you know, every day you wake up and you're you're showing something, whether you talk to anyone or not, like, that person you walk by, you know what I mean? And yeah. You see a guy alone in the coffee shop, you know what I mean? Or, like, on a bench, you know, and, like, you may just, like... Feel bad. That person may not even be sad or right. you know, alone, but I feel like, it, like, like that, that happens a lot. Yeah, you're just like, oh, you know what I mean? Or like yeah. happy, like someone's bright and colorful, and you, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. No, that's story. a great answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. I love, yeah, you're right. I agree. Everyone, every person's creative on some level. And not everyone knows what they want to do, but everyone yeah. knows what, what they love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think there's a connection point of it's some I feel like at some point along the line we associated with the if I love it I need I have to get paid for it yeah which it's great if you can make that yeah. if that if that can be the thing but I feel like even if you don't get paid for it if you love it you should still do it mm-hmm. you should find some way to do it doesn't absolutely. mean it's got to be your career absolutely but find a way to do it there was this like older guy who used to work at a cafe in, in, per- in Sarasota and this dude was like 55 and he'd always he'd always come in and like ask me about music and he'd always say how like he wished he played guitar yeah and I would always kind of talk about it but then like one day I was literally like this dude Dane I was like dude like you just go buy a guitar like yeah He's like, yeah, but I'll never be a guitarist. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you buy a guitar and then you're a guitarist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, you can play that. Learn some chords. You can play that forever. He's like, you know, it was. It's that thing of in your mind. You know what I right. mean? Like, I don't know. I'm the worst draw. You know, I couldn't draw anything. But like, if I decided to start drawing, I mean, I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's right. like, it doesn't have to be in your mind. I think now, like you said, it's like to to actually be something. That means you have to have like. You know, you have to like have clout for it. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have to be yeah. recognized yeah. for that to be that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, somebody is this is some one time made a great statement of like sometimes some things are just for you. For like, sure. You wrote that book and it never gets published, but you wrote it and it yeah. was something that was inside that needed to come out and yep. you got it out. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just keep inside that thing mm-hmm. and it breeds a lot of frustration and on and on and on we had like it took legitimately so much courage for us to put music out for yeah. the first time as mm-hmm. even though we had had like the confidence of being in other bands and feeling like a little puffed up like we knew at least what sounded good to our ears yeah. you know but then you get to that point where you actually go to put it out and where we had not even really stopped to think like Wait, does this sound good at all? Yeah, you know, right. this, yeah. Well, because in your mind, is never good enough. Sure, you know right? I mean? Yeah, no, which is what is. keeps you going, mm-hmm. I guess. And it took friends yeah. of ours, you know, who hadn't even heard it, just mm-hmm. being like, "Man, you gotta, you just have to put it out." You know, you've been talking about it, you've been saying this, but you gotta do it. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm forever. Even if Brother Cephas ends today, I'm forever indebted to like the people that encouraged me to take yeah. that first small thing of putting something on Bandcamp. Yeah, right. Because it's like, oh wow, the first person that listens, like, holy crap, we just had ten people listen in fifteen minutes. You know, and it's like, yeah, wow, (laughs) we're doing it. It's done. You know, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Which is because that's that's exactly what the the idea of this podcast is about. And Mm -hmm. the question that I always end on to the audience is exactly that: the idea that you just talked about that. You, you took the first step and you put the one song that you did 
out on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. you know, that person, which you know, I think a lot of people's mentality, for whatever reason, we've got the idea that for me to do the thing, I have to do all of it. I've got to get, I've got to write a full album yeah. to put it out there rather than, well, I've got one song. Mm-hmm. Take the first step. Like, Throw it and up. so they never, you know, they never yeah. write the one song because they're too busy thinking about the 12 songs that they feel like they mm-hmm. have to write. Yeah. You know, instead of like, all right, you know what, this week I'm going to write one song. Yeah. Or this month I'm going to write one song and I'm going to put that out. Yeah. Um, so that's usually how I end it with a question of the audience. But here's what I really want is I want Brother Cephas to ask. Ask the question, okay. like not not the band, but your character, Brother Stevens. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ask the question: What can you do this week to take the first step okay. towards boldly going? Yeah, Tor- like a re-enter, like his Brother Okay, what can you do? Yeah, however you want to ask it, but basically, like, what's that idea? What's what can you do this week, this month, to take the first step to put the song out there, to start okay. writing the book, whatever it is. However you want to word that. Okay. Shay <laughs> gals, it's Brother Cephas, and I just want to ask y'all this one thing: What is it holding you back from going out there and just doing the damn thing this week, today, right now? You need it. Do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Three dollars, please. <laughs> Square cash. That's awesome. That was great. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. You go. You go do that. Make a weird noise on the way. And then I'm gonna... <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Thanks for being on, dude. Thanks for having us. Everybody's done. Friends through eternity.